Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! It's been another week of Blizzard news, let me tell you. I'm Slide Whistle. I am Immunization. And I'm Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire and Horde Punching Bag. And like another shrimply bearded man once famously said, let's get right into the news. Man, I feel, I feel like the story has evolved so much since we recorded last time. Yeah, I feel like somehow every day since this time last week, it has somehow managed to get worse and worse. I don't know exactly which bit we want to start with. Personally, one of the more disgusting things was like those messages that came forward about like the group chat where they explicitly called it the cosby suite and then pictures of of them posing with a framed photo of cosby that for some reason they also had in there i'm like come on dudes this is like fucked up like definitely but also like just why it's really fucked up and i'm definitely not defending it but one of the people uh there was um, a victim on twitter who i guess she tweeted about the cosby suite she like responded to one of the Blizzard devs, and someone dug up her old tweets and was like, "So you knew about the Cosby suite in 2014?" And like she had to like respond because like she was being called out by like the internet. And I was like, "This is so weird." Yeah, I, and like basically her response was that like I feel like for most of us as well, like for the average person, we didn't really have a concept of Cosby as a rapist in 2013, 14. Although, like, it definitely was, like, I don't know. I, I've read before that, like, it was, you know, like, a unkept secret of Hollywood, like, for decades. But I feel like the average person didn't really catch on until after this time. It was like a, but then, like, they have, like, the portrait of him on the hotel room, and I'm like, what is this? And, and those yeah. messages were gross. And, like... People are arguing that it's consenting adults, and I'm like, okay, I guess it's a group chat, but it's like it doesn't. It's still it's still really fucking weird. Like it's still pretty gross. Like, I mean, and like the weirdest part to me is not only did they have this disgusting group chat when they were talking about women in this way, they decided to take screenshots of it and post it on Facebook. Yep, and I was quiet this whole time because I was looking up the picture, and just to sort of prove the point that we were talking about, where like. It's not just a Blizzard thing. It's like an industry thing. The people in the picture run the gamut from Greg Street, who is the vice president of Riot Games, David Kosek, who's in Deviation Games. I don't know that one. Josh Muscara from Bonfire Studios and Paul Cazares of ZeniMax Online Studios, as well as a bunch of other Blizzard current and former employees including Alex Afraziosby himself. And, the, like, the Jesse McCree who McCree is named after. So, like, yep. I wonder what they're going to do about that. <laughs> yeah, because they've been, they've been eliminating characters that were inspired by these people. So, I mean, it's just by name, but, like, yeah, that's literally, that's the same thing as getting rid of the a, a Rosby cigar cutter or whatever item, like, what are we gonna do with Jesse McCree? I don't. I actually don't think anything is gonna happen on the people who are in this picture because it's just like 
from like a perspective of the company, it's just a picture that they're posing with. And yeah, the implications are Cosby and gross. I thought they're going to go down harder on like the actual assaults that they can like confirm because from this mm-hmm. point, it's just kind of just like hearsay of people being like, Oh, that's an assaulter. It's, it's gross for sure. But like, I don't know that anything's punitive is going to happen to people in the picture. And I, I'm still on on the train that, like, less so the picture, more so the group chat and the way that they were talking about it is more incriminating to me. Why was it on Facebook? That is the most, like, 2013 thing you could do is post that screenshot to your, like, wall. Like, what, what are you doing? That was just gamer speak at the time, and that doesn't mean that it was ever good, but, like, people were real dumb a while back and continue to be. It's gross. And then we had, there was like the um, the Blizzard logout, which happened at the same time as, as the walkout happened at Activision Studios. Yeah, which I felt, well, I guess first off, like, I guess we could talk about, like, the fact that Blizzard employees walked out this last week. Um, yes. And also, I feel like other uh, gaming companies also, like, stood by them in this. I know that, like, Ubisoft's team also did something i don't exactly i don't think they did a full-on walkout but like they had like a group of them come out in support as well also something pretty noteworthy was that okay well for, because of like the horrible response from blizzard in general like stocks tanked and i think like they actually had to make like a blizzard wide response that was a little better which very low bar because their first one was just god awful so yeah we had an like a official restatement that had like I think it was like four or five points that they said that they were going to work on. I love how there's like three. I, I was thinking of I was thinking of the World of Warcraft team response. I love that we thought there's three different things that we all would yeah, try to seek yeah, out. There's, there's been a lot of discussion coming from inside Blizzard regarding this, whether it be corporate or from the actual developers. That lets you know just how complicated and how many sides there are to this from like the pr standpoint of like okay some silly business happened but (laughs) we're gonna fix it to like people being like from the company like i really don't know if they're going to fix this so we're gonna try yeah and like the the one i was thinking of was like a corporate response from bobby and it was I, i don't know it's better than their initial one, which again, very low bar. Basically, it said that they apologized for being tone deaf in the first one. And then they their list was that they're going to have em- employee support for people to come talk to, listening sessions where they, that are air quotes like safe spaces for people moderated by third parties, which that seems like a trap to me. Like, I would not trust that if I were a Blizzard employee. Um, they also are saying that they're going to change their hiring pros- practices to like create more diverse. Um, management which again again well i guess we'll see if it's true if it is true i mean that's, that's I, good, I would imagine like, they'd have to do that one because they got hit with a lawsuit or a threat of one before specifically for that before there was sexual assault in the office there was a lack of diversity true and then the other one that they're already have started working on is in-game changes including removing all of uh afraziabi's references in the game which i don't know why there was fucking so many of them i think it just shows like shows something about him as a person if he like tried to find a way to insert himself into the game in every way possible i mean it's just like little 
nerd boy shit. It's like, and we're going to call the town Jeffville, and Jeff at the D&D table is like, oh, yeah. It's just a way to lord power over everyone. And it used to be cool and kitschy, but it's definitely not now. So the statement made by the Blizzard employees during the walkout that was held this past Wednesday, they had four main points, and then they listed a series of nonprofits and groups like that that you could donate to. So this was going to be a little wordy, but I'm just going to go through it. Number one, an end to mandatory arbitration clauses in all employee contracts. Current and future arbitration clauses protect abusers and limit the ability of victims to seek restitution. Two, the adoption of recruiting, interviewing, hiring, and promotional or promotion policies designed to improve representation among employees at all levels agreed upon by employees in a company-wide diversity, equity, and inclusion organization. Current practices have led to women, and particularly women of color and transgender women, non-binary people, and other marginalized groups that are vulnerable to gender discrimination not being hired fairly for new roles when compared to men. Three, publication of data on relative compensation, including equity grants and profit sharing, promotion rates and salary ranges for employees of all genders and ethnicities at the company. Current practices have led to aforementioned groups not being paid or promoted fairly. And finally, empower a company-wide diversity, equity, and inclusion task force to hire a third party to audit ABK's reporting structure, HR department, and executive staff. It is imperative to identify how current systems have failed to prevent employee harassment and to propose new solutions to address these issues. So those were their their four points. Yeah, and it's kind of in contrast to what, like, Bobby's official email was, and then which and he also, like, said that they're bringing in a third-party, like, like firm to like assess these practices but looking more into it i guess like they're known for like labor union busting which is also a bad look i saw that i was like no they look so reputable and it's so it's just crazy and so then so they had a walkout and then they basically the employees walking out said if you want to help these are the things you can do and one was donate to, I think it was three organizations. It is six. It is Black Girls Code, Futures Without Violence, Girls Who Code, Rain, and uh, Women in Animation, and Women in Games International. And I know I'm editing this one, so I'll make sure to put those links in the description as well. And then, then they said that they wanted people to share and get the news out with the hashtag. I think what Activision Blizzard, Activision Blizzard walkout. Yeah, specifically Active Blizz walkout, I believe, and a purple heart, um, or I'm sorry, blue heart emoji. It's great, which was all great. But I, I kind of feel like Twitter took it and ran really far with this one. Yeah, to the point where, like, they're like, yeah, we're adding these purple, like, these uh, blue hearts to our names, we're changing our profile pictures blue, I'm like, cool, they're tweeting about it, I'm like, cool, they're like, we're donating, I'm like, cool, they're like, we're gonna all log out at the same time as their walkout, so that we can show you solidarity, and maybe Blizzard will see a hit in their, like, numbers online, I'm like, cool, I'm working during this time anyways, I can log in and log out, like, and, you know, it, it was kind of cool, like, uh, Slide and I were there for, for an Orbos on our wandering ancients so, so, basically a so forest was there, there. there there was like a physical thing of everyone on the same mount and then they all disappeared 
Yeah, uh, and it was cool. It was like uh, everyone was on tree mounts, and I don't think anyone talked about it. People started to get on their wandering ancient mounts. But but before we get to that, tw- but Twitter basically took it as nobody should play a Blizzard game, not today, not tomorrow, not ever again. And if you log into WoW even once, you are a picket crosser. And I'm like, whoa! <laughs> there they are coming to get me for playing WoW. Yeah, okay, so I, I haven't said anything on Twitter about this because I'd probably be attacked, but, like, there's not a picket line we're crossing. We're not employees, and the employees there never asked us to do this. Twitter is just running, like, crazy with this idea because they, I mean, I, I understand it because everyone wants to do something because this is a horrible situation for everyone. Like, obviously, the victims, we have to believe them and stand by them. But the only thing that the employees asked us to do was to get the word out, make donations, spread awareness. They didn't ask us to, like, stop playing the game that they worked so hard on. Like, I know that several of them were like, I want people to see this this storyline that happened this week. And, and, you know, it hurts them to think that people won't see it because they put so much work into it as well. There was specifically, I saw, or rather slide linked in the chat... One of, and I don't know their their full name, but they go under Paige Hicks on Twitter talking about that they specifically got to design elements of this week's quest, this week's um, Chains of Domination storyline quest. And they were a little bummed that this all came up and that they felt like people weren't going to see it. There, Yeah, there was a lot of... Uh, women quest designers basically echoing the same thing. There are artists and people who want their work to be looked at. And yeah, like, as Aaron said, they they totally understand. Like, if you go to that login screen and you feel disgusted and can't log in, totally get it. But then to tell other people that they can't log in, like, it's like, what do you just want, like, the whole thing to fall apart? Because then you're just putting people out of a job. And then what you're saying is, if you come and speak up about the problems at work, you're going to get your entire company shut down and be out of a job. Like, it's such like a crazy jump. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's what Twitter does, right? <laughs> and I and I, I fully understand the sentiment of wanting to go and attack a huge company, but it gets murky when the company is... Its decisions are made by a few... And there's a majority that just sort of like are there. And it, it's a tough line to think about of like, how much do I want to take down the company versus like all of the people that are inside it? And I can't make that decision, but it's it, it seemed to be a lot. I, I don't know. There's definitely a medium where you can, you know, play WoW, enjoy the storyline that was worked on by people who aren't sexual harassers and worked really hard on it and then also try to hold blizzard accountable for creating a culture Mm -hmm. that fostered it you know it's a very not black and white situation for like it's 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 the definition of like you have to do what's right for you if you can't do it anymore don't do it but don't tell other people what to do like people were being harassed yesterday for like just play and it's like just chill like it's us against them. It's not me versus you versus... It's not, it's not a three-way dance. Like, as long as we both agree that we want this problem fixed, that's all we gotta agree upon. How we get there is a whole different story. Yeah. 
I think it was definitely a case of a lot of people taking their anger and frustrations out on people who didn't really deserve it. But there definitely are people who deserve it in this in this uh, situation we found ourselves in. We're gonna fucking get them, boys and girls, and them. So, on a more positive note, we here at do not relent at gmail.com received two emails this week. Oh boy, did we. In our first email, it was from our boy Heavy slash Necro from Dogs of Jobs, and he oh. says, in reference to episode 134, he says, Hello, DNR. Oh, oh, slides cracking one for this email. He cracked it with his chakram. <laughs> so Heavy opens up by saying, Hello, DNR. I was so behind in the podcast, like five to six episodes, and I'm finally getting caught up now. However, I think there was some Dogs of Jobs lore mixed mixed up in a few episodes and i wanted to clarify and then his first bullet points he says the hunter meldraxis thing was that in relation to me saying it's bad i will die on this hill rude you are not the only one who said it is bad i i mean like i don't think us talking in the episode was in relation to this i mean slide you have a meldraxi hunter but like i think we all acknowledge that like it's not the best you know what's funny is that i feel like i've been talking about my madrax hunter so much recently because it, it came up in dogs of jobs discord it came up in lfr discord it came up on twitter with gersham remember she was like stop making fun of necrolord hunters yeah because she's because <laughs> she is one and i'm like wait but i i do that that's me it and it's it it's not even that deep-seated of an opinion i think you told us once you were like i'm playing on my hunter i picked chakram i don't know how i feel about it and then we just use that as a springboard for goofs and gaffs but i'm gonna make it the all-time best you got that i'm gonna fucking make it meta quote me oh okay i'm I'm saving that clip but then heavy continues by saying point two the Guardian's first polls, if you guys remember, my strat was the same as the kill strat we used. However, when I said we were taking two purging protocols, everyone else fo- outvoted me, for some dumbass reason, <laughs> and said we don't need to take any. I wish I recorded the audio of that. I do- honestly don't remember um, this conversation in there. I know that Heavy also like had some strategies where he wanted to solo tank the Guardians. I don't know if this was related to that or not. Apparently, you still can still hit the Guardians, by the way. You just need to have, I think, a Paladin taunt for you, and then at a certain point, they bubble, and it goes back to you. I saw that. This man, Heavy, he created the one-take strat, and the Mythic Guilds copied him. I will die on that hill. (laughs) Yeah. And then his third point, he says, also, just so I have actually something useful in this email... Has Departos, I think he means Tepartos, ever been named Sexiest NPC before? If not, he should be. He's easily the best Draenei character in the game. Well, Heavy, if you're up on your lore, you'd know that he was Sexiest NPC in Season 1, and I believe won two rounds in the Sexiest NPC of the why, world. Okay, why do I think he lost to all of the Kul'tiran males? <laughs> no, he, he didn't, because I know Tepartos was on the upper left. I want to say... <laughs> Hold on. Okay, I, I'm pulling out the receipts here. First off, for your reference, Heavy, we named Tepartos Sexiest NPC in episode 15. Man, that was 120 episodes some ago. Oh, That's a long time oh, ago. Holy <laughs> shit. Literal years of our life ago. 
Tapartos also won in our first sexiest NPC of the world 1.0 bracket. He won the first round against undead Derek Proudmore and archdruid Lothorius, but lost in the second round to the Jailer. Oh, that was Ooh. like that was like pre-bald barefoot jailer, right? Yeah, that, that was just was, like time that was wizard. Jailer that we saw at a Gamescom press leak. Jailer, the time he was just wizard a silhouette. Oh shit, that was baby a- dragon turn into old ass dragon. Wait, I'm just realizing now. This is probably we're, we're going to say this too. Slide that that picture that we saw. Of the jailer was that actually the Primus? Then well, okay, the thing is, you're thinking of a different picture. So there's there's two early images of the jailer. One is the Time Wizard that looks just like um one of the old Titans. There's another one where he's just like he has like no face. It's like all like dark and ethereal. He has like, this, this little crown on, and his gross hands are like I'm gonna get ya. And that's like pre pre jailer, and that's who this one was, right? I think so. Aaron's right. This is like back when we. There's definitely not like current jailer. We named him Sexiest immediately as soon as we heard about the character based on nothing at all. I remember a picture of Sylvanas looking at him with her back to the mm-hmm, camera, mm-hmm. and there was just a big spiky silhouette, and we were like, "Oh, girl, this lights our loins of on fire." Apparently, more than Topartos and his childhood PTSD. Yeah, I think we really, really like underestimate or not underestimate we fucked that bracket up honestly why did we it, it was just chains based right because the chains why was why in. was undead Pre- Derek proudmore even there go back and listen it is probably was you who recommended it probably we made a lot of decisions in our first bracket and i'm sure next year we will also look back at our second bracket and similarly feel like we made a lot of choices so why why were there so many animals on it all I see here is John J. Keyshawn beat out the entirety of Coltier and men, so we did some justice there. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we also received a second, more cryptic email, and it is from email address, I'm just going to try to read it real quick, it is titled, and then it's from, Warner. And it says, No, your ears. Do you know it? Everyone, I just want to let you know, I did pull up the picture of the email to clock immune if he did not say even a single syllable of this email he did it he said it all that was not a stroke that was a real language known as zombie (laughs) that we translated just for you the listeners so i plugged this into zombietranslator.net and it properly translated to an email and it says hi boys this is girl learner I am undead, reanimated by a magus in Meldraxis. I am writing to let you know that the podcast has been a source of inspiration to me and the abominations over by the House of Constructs. Keep up the good work. Well, Mr. Magus, I appreciate your email. <laughs> what the fuck? Thank you, Grolerner. I apologize that it, it threw me for a loop at at first, but I'm I'm glad to hear your support. I'll uh I'll grimace less the next time I have to do the 
15 people killed at the House of Constructs quest. And when we do Abomination Run, just make sure to wave so I don't throw a Kyrian spear at you. I also just am very, like, appreciative of this email. There's some, like, a lot of thought and work that went into this email, and I feel like it, vi- like, they passed the vibe check here. <laughs> they somehow managed to get, and I don't have the email in front of me, so I can't click it, but, like, a legit-ass link to sent by construct mail of Maltraxis. <laughs> that is a level of world building that I'm, like, claps for that. So the reason I knew to put it into a zombie translator is because... It's an actual link. They did that thing where they changed the hyperlink name and then, like, wrote that. But when you click on it, it goes to Zombie Translator. I see. I was going to say, this is a weird question, but this is our first email we received in Zombie, right? There wasn't one before this? Because why is my brain telling me that we had a previous email written like a zombie? I I believe we have received an email from a murloc at some point. Hmm. Okay, maybe that's it. Because I was like, why am I having deja vu over this weirdly new experience of receiving a zombie language email? Also, Growlinda did send us an email in Cockney Gilnean once, and that required a fair bit of translation, too. But I feel like this just proves the point. If you send us an email, we will read it on this show, and I will do my best to read it, whatever it is. You better be careful with that statement, because that could get you in a lot of trouble. Well, obviously I won't read anything offensive in any way. Boo, pussy. Boo, I thought you were a gaming podcast. We survived the purge for a reason, because we're edgy. I don't think that's why we survived. There is no good transition to this. So much like last week, I'm pulling the ripcord and hopping out of the plane. This week, there was a neat storyline. Yeah, so, like, the main, like, Chains of Domination storyline this week, basically, I don't know, it was, like, the the Night Face storyline basically came to the forefront because you were basically told to go to the heart of the forest, and Sarah was like, we, I I thought it was interesting that she was like, in case you're not Night Face, here's what we've been up to here. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably weirded out to even see me. (laughs) If you you truly have not been diversifying your playtime, but... I'm alive again. She also gave me an option to get a recap of my story. <laughs> what was she like? Was she like, you know this because you did it? Well, she started off with, as I'm sure you remember, you found Holm High Mountain. And I was like, oh yeah, I did do that. So maybe it's for the best that she did remind you. <laughs> I mean, because realistically, if you were jamming through as an Ardenweald guy, and you did that within like the first two months... Here we are, nine months later. It's like, I don't judge you for not knowing. Yeah, but basically the gist of the storyline is that you are collecting all of the former Night Warriors you can in order to commence a ritual to somehow find a way to share Taronda's Night Warrior power so that she doesn't die, basically. But I thought this storyline was probably the most fun I've had on a storyline so far this patch oh my god if you are one of those sick fucks that plays without sound on let me tell you you miss out on some of the best video game voice acting we've had in a very long time this mission single-handedly like lady moonberry is already here holds at eye level she's like here holds as far as i can hold my hand up oh and 
like it was like the dynamic duo here and i'm talking miss wings herself and cudgel fist a a rare a rare outing for just a solo cudgel face usually he's got his homie randell with him but it was it was a solo adventure which is him and miss wings herself the homie Randell moved on to bigger and brighter things. Like, I got quests to give out in Corthia. I got money. I don't need you anymore, cultural bitch. Yeah, capitalism got him hard. But so <laughs> a big thing is that you are looking for Holm Hind Mountain, but it is revealed that he is somewhere in Revendreth to, on a spying mission, but he got captured. So you have to go around in disguise as a Stoneborn, and Lady Moonberry is disguised as, I forgot their species name, but it's the little uh, bat demon guys. Yeah, the one that, like, Temel is, the party herald. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, that was the easiest quest of my life. I love that quest. <laughs> I am so fucking pissed off at Slide Whistle, because, like, for us, like, I assume you too, Aaron, like, this this quest was hard, because there is, this, this, like, Can this motherfucker everywhere. go invisible as a stoneborn? Even better, I can just use my flight form and fly over the stealth Mother people. Motherfucker! <laughs> I watched this. I watched a view take forever to do this. I did it in literally like one sixteenth the time it took him to do it. It was hard. So, like during this quest line, basically, you need to sneak around to try to figure out where they're keeping Holm captive, and there are sentry people everywhere like so much to the point where you have to like sneak around and it takes a long time you have to like climb up to another level and then like levitate down sometimes to get around them it was so long and then like once you do get more of an idea of where he is then you need to okay so (laughs) sorry like transition here like you basically make your way towards like the center of the stoneborn camp and you are to the place where they are holding Mel, uh, Mel Gannis captive, like, from last week's storyline. And <laughs> I thought it was... I forgot about this, because we did talk about this earlier, back when it was, like, PTR days. But, like, I forgot about this, that, like, literally, Miss Wings herself is like, haha, we're gonna help get Mel Gannis out of here. We're gonna go... We're gonna get, take a quest from him and go collect these, like, stones that are holding him captive here. I'm like, wait... Are we really freeing Melganis right now? And and then uh, Moonberry's like, ha ha ha, no. It's just a prank, bro. We're going to narc on him to gain the other Stoneborn's influence. So yeah, you collect all of his magic keys and go like, wow, these magic keys are pretty easy to pretty easy to find. You guys aren't nothing. It's like, oh shit, thanks, bro. And then at the end, she literally like taunts Melganis again. When you get those keys from him, and he, he like, threatens her, doesn't he? He's like, I'm gonna get you, bitch. Something like that. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> in, okay, so there have been several instances in this expansion so far where Miss uh, Miss Wings has proven that I think her power level is the highest power level of any NPC that we've been introduced to in a very long time. But she's just, like, goofing around all the time. But I think it's such a huge flex that, like, her solution um, to having to sneak around... Because Revendreth is, like, on lockdown because they've been having Dreadlord problems. You know, Dreadlord's disguising themselves to, you know, blend in. But Moonberry's like, you know, if they're trying to track down Dreadlords, you know what? I will make better disguises than Dreadlords can make and we'll get through there. She literally was like, yeah, why not? We could fucking drink some Polyjuice Potion and go through this. They're definitely (laughs) not looking for that. (laughs) 
but this gives you the stone well Holmes position and he is being tortured by the stone right and upon revealing yourself you say we need Holm and she goes no I will never trust shapeshifters let us do battle and three seconds later I don't know about you guys if I logged out weird Three seconds later, she's like, okay, that's fair. I mean... <laughs> like, I, I felt... Like, what Was it supposed to be, like, a real fight? Because I combustion hit her with three attacks, and she's just like, okay, you right. I mean, for me, it took maybe, like, six seconds, but, yeah, it was really short. I was like, oh, we're going to do some battle here? Like, no, like, I got her down to, like, what? It's, like, 80% health, and, like, or maybe even, like, 90%, and then she yeah, just, like, stops. Yeah, like 95. She's like, ouch, you hit me. I didn't expect that. But then you work with her and go back to the heart of the forest and with all your other night warrior buddies who are you know the stone right is apparently a night warrior oh wait i completely forgot i just gotta do it real quick also you go to maldraxxus and kalik was a night warrior i don't know if this was supposed to be a thing you work with kalik to kill some uh some liches and then she's like okay i did my homework time to leave also i was a night elf once and a night warrior i exploded tragic backstory revealed rupaul's yeah, living it, for it, this <laughs> it revealed just like in like one mission she just kind of slash whispers it to you to like oh i, I exploded once and anyways i can help out let's go yeah i basically feel like this week's campaign was just another episode of all star six where like it's like Instead of lip sync assassins, it's like RuPaul's like, Night Warrior, reveal yourself. And then, like, you know, we very slowly get like the curtain raised, and then it's like, Kalik, it was you all along? And then it's like, The Stone Right? You? Wait, was The Stone Right one too? Yeah. Oh, dang, I completely missed that. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole, that, that's why we needed her, because she was a, a Night Warrior. Yeah, so then you go back to the heart of the forest with all of your Night Warriors you've collected, and start commencing with this ritual and uh, so i thought it was interesting because like the people who were involved in this ritual to supposedly try to like take on some of taronda's night warrior powers were like theranax the stone right kalik and um Holm, and then Shandris and us it's like are they just risking the heroes of azeroth here i feel like that's a little risky like how do they know that we could also take on a little bit of this power <laughs> Listen, if it worked for the Guardians of the Galaxy when there was just four of them, it could work for eight of us? Excuse nine, me, nine of five us? of them, there was a branch in fucking Rocket Raccoon's hand. I teared up, I cried. Tomatoes, tomatoes. But you end up fighting, like, supercharged Taronda, and it was a pretty interesting little battle we had, and I don't know if it was just because, like, it took me longer and I actually had to, like, dodge things a little bit more. <laughs> But, like, there were interesting mechanics you had going on there. Okay, so this is the part where I feel bad, because the person on Twitter who said that she really specifically designed this encounter to be, like, to feel, like, epic and cool, I I just killed Taronda in, like, a, a second, because I just shadow-melded, convoked, and then she just was down. <laughs> so I don't know what... What did she do? Because I didn't see any mechanic. Well, she jumps and sh- shoots arrows, I'm pretty sure. And she sends out a night elf raid boss favorite, silencing owls that fly across what? the battlefield. 
Yeah, like like the people in God, what was it? Tomb of Sargeras. There's she summons spirit owls that make like a silencing circle that just kind of float around. So that was neat, I guess. But she was mostly because it was a single player thing. Chandris is like, I have one thousand percent rage or like aggro. So all the cool abilities weren't. I didn't have to dodge them. They were just happening to Chandris. Yeah, she did send out some like AOE things too. You had to dodge like she, you know, her like glaive things. She like threw those out and they like spun around in like patterns that you kind of had to dodge. And yeah, the the those owls that would silence you, as Aaron is saying, and then just some general moonbeams firing out everywhere too. It would have been awesome if like she would just like would have killed us if like Shane just like lost aggro for a second. Like bam, like one moon fire, we just explode. That's the power of the night warrior, bitch. That's the power of the Keyblade! Kredashi! Okay, but so we take down Taronda in an epic fight, and we get... That's when the cinematic plays, right? Isn't... Like, that's it? Mm-hmm. Well, there's like a mini in-game type mm-hmm. cinematic where the Night Warrior... I mean, no, where um the Winter Queen comes flying in, and then she has your favorite Lion of the Week slide. Oh, yeah, because like, at the end of the fight, it says like the Winter Queen was... Oh no, the, wait, that's a spoiler for something only I get to see after this, by the way. Um, what did she say? She's like, I will have answers. Who? Why is my sister's magic here? Yeah, she was like, my sister's magic in my grove? I will have answers. She didn't ask <laughs> one question. She didn't ask, why is it here? She said, I'm, I'm all answers. That's all I fucking want right now. Why is there a spider and a bald RuPaul? male version looking ass here get out and so then we get the fucking cinematic with tarandi slash a loon talking through her which is our first time hearing a loon speak anything right like this is the first time ever yeah that was like the subtitle said a loon speaking so that was i guess we can interpret that as a loon's voice herself speaking through taranda also taranda turned physically a little more like astral looking like she mm-hmm. turned more purple and had like stars all over yeah, her whatever skin. whatever that star pattern that was creeping on her face when she fought Toronto or when she fought sylvanas like got amplified so it, it obviously we have confirmation that Alun is the winter queen sister that's our first thing we got and then we got some interesting dialogue that basically says the Winter Queen has been trying to contact Loon because they've been dying in the Shadowlands, they've been starved for their anima and their souls or whatever. <laughs> this shit makes me so sad. Yeah, yeah. so Loon's response is basically like, Sister, I heard your calls and I answered because in the face of a great tragedy, I sent the souls of my chosen to you for like to, to so that your grove wouldn't perish so i was sitting there in the living room and i saw every single night elf on fire and i just decided to wash my hands because i figure they're going to my sister it's so this is i actually i love this because it's such a deity thing to do okay so think about Alun's options here now this is not saying this is not saying that Alun and Sylvanas conspired together 
to burn the tree. Something I've seen people say, like, oh my god, Aluna's working with Sylvanas? No. She said, in the face of tragedy, she had an option. And remember, when Ysera was saved by Alun, Ysera flew up into the sky and became that astrally blue star power that, you know, we know as Alun or, like, Balance Boomkin's cast, basically. And I, I think Alun's options were either she can absorb all these Night Elf souls and save them like she saved Ysera, and bring them to the Emerald Dream, which I don't know what the implications are then for what happens in the Shadowlands. Or she can send them down to her sister in the Shadowlands, even though it means they're her people. But she's a god. She doesn't see her worshippers as people. They're just like, kind of just like things to her. She's she's so elevated above them that she doesn't see. It's like that classic god blindness, basically. Yeah, so I, I think technically she probably had another option too because, like, during this, all of, like, as we were flying around trying to save as many of them as possible, how many of them were calling out for Alun to save them? Like, basically all of them. So I think technically Alun probably heard them, could have physically manifested herself to save all of them there and to, like, save the tree and murder Sylvanas on the spot if she wanted to. I'm sure she could have probably done that who knows we don't really have any real concept of her power but yeah i think you're right that she just is like a god and she's like uh well like i could save them or i could help them in some way but if they all die since they're my followers they'll all end up in ardenweald my sister can take care of them and eventually they could be reborn anew so she probably is just like they'll be taken good care of by my sister the entirety of bfa existed or happened because Alun was trying to do her sister a skinny. No, because she's not, she can't put out the tree. That was going to happen she regardless. Could. We don't know what that she was, could have done. That would have been that would have been an option. Her abilities. That would have been an she, option. She could have put in some sort of effort and saved more than 13 people. But no, it's not. No. But she was just like, "Damn, I mean, it does go down the garbage disposal and my sister gets to eat it, so that's cool. Besides, putting out the fires were Growlina's job, and she just kind of dropped the bucket there, They you know? didn't explain it correctly. <laughs> uh, she's not... Uh, 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 what's the word when they know all? Um, now that um, I'm on a recording, I can't say it. I can say it any other time. Yeah, she's not a nipitipitip. She's not ointment. She can't see everything. She can't be everywhere. She's only able to talk to a Winter Queen now because she has a vessel in the Night Warrior. She can absorb their magics, I guess, but like she can't like pull out some water and like hose down the tree. No, but I'm saying like, do you think she heard the calls of her people though? Like she could probably shield them somehow. She did. She she made it so they died painlessly. Remember, she put them to sleep. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. A lot of the worgen I was saving are like, oh my god, it hurts so bad. It so hurts she, so bad to die she, like this. She was like, you peed out of my sacred tree. Talk shit, get hit. Bruh. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, but the, the more I think about this, the more I'm kind of convinced that the story that we read in the lore book about the moon being so bright that it burned everything and everyone died and they cried out for help and didn't get help. I'm like, that's a loon, right? This is like an allegory to a, like, is this like, it's almost like a retelling almost kind of, you know what I mean? Cause like she probably could have done something else, but she was so busy not, you know what I mean? 
You're right. Like, she's peaceful. She just wants to go to Lollapalooza, you know? So, instead of waiting for her daughter to come home, it is waiting for her sister to get rejuvenated with a Gatorade? That's basically But it's that blue Gatorade, so she's really about to get rejuvenated. <laughs> it's got the extra nutrients and electrolytes in there. It, that shit brings you to 120% hydration. But anyways, back to the little uh, in-game... No, the little... Ugh. Big cinematic, not in-game cinematic. After this, then, when the Winter Queen drops a bomb on Aloon, saying, like, yo, none of those souls were brought here. They were all lost to the Maw. And Aloon didn't know any of this was happening, I suppose. She, like, shed a tear. So, like, while she's a deity who sees all of them as, like, expendable or whatever, she shed a tear and said... My, like, basically something along the lines of, like, my chosen people were lost. Like, she had an emotional reaction to the thought of her chosen, the people who worship her, being tortured eternally in the Maw. So, she does care about them. Yeah, so, so again, she's not omnipotent, she's not ointment. So, she, she couldn't have known this. But also, okay, so if she is the Winter Queen's sister... That means that the jailer certainly knows who she is, right? So do you, he also could have been like intentionally blocking her somehow. Whoever the fuck they like do that. Yeah, if the Winter Queen and Alune are siblings, that means they're all that Alune is also the jailer's sister. Then, right? Like, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I what, mean, what, I uh, guess I don't what, know. Uh? It's one of those things where I don't know if, like, they've shown birth certificates being like, we were born of the same celestial womb. <laughs> or if it's like, you have been, like, work buddies for so long, it's like, that is my sister in service. I heard that Alun's really from Kenya and is not eligible to be a goddess of life. Oh my god. I was thinking more along the lines of, like, Alun married into the family. She's, like, actually just, like, a sister-in-law because she, like, had this, like, on-again, off-a thing with uh, Daddy D. They, like, you know, messed around, got married in Vegas, and then so technically (laughs) she's sister-in-law, but, like... If you look at the new astrological cosmology chart that the brokers put out in their new book, you see that Alun immigrated to this celestial plane in 2007. (laughs) That makes her ineligible. And that's why she's no longer in the Shadowlands. Facts don't care about your hearthstones. <laughs> okay, so during this whole conversation with these two, why did I get a feeling that Alune is a Naru? She talked very uh, kind of calculated-ish, like very, very, very logical. holier than thou. Yeah, like it seemed very Naru to me. I don't know if it's Naru, but I think it might be like... I don't know, like, the moon equivalent of it. I think she's some kind of celestial being. I think you're right in that. I mean, maybe that's why we've never seen her. I think she has another form that it might be, you're right, Naru-esque, but I was thinking more so along with, like, sparkly stars of some kind. But I don't know. I think we're going to have to see her soon at this point. I'm going to be mad when she's just, like, a really large version of, in my in my uh, my queen's garden, all my gods are just, like, these blue orbs with, like, little white stars in the middle. That's going to be a loon. All that's so disappointing. Oh my god, I just put that into being. I, that's basically what I was saying, but I didn't. I don't want her to just look like a fart cloud, because that's what all of them look like, and then they all act... Oh my god, that's totally all she is, because they come yep. out of those pods, and then they're like, I am a god! I'm like, no, you gave me like two fish. This, 
is going to destroy the night elf art community <laughs> when a loon is not like this fancy flowy night elf woman and is in fact just a translucent blue circle. Just a very large wisp. Which is it within lore? Oh, we also got an loon's tear, which is like, okay, so this bitch just dropped some like candy. Like what that that's a whole ass artifact in Legion. Like what the fuck? So sour candy. Get out of here. And using it, we crafted a new sigil of the forest. Okay, please, please, please tell me. Why the fuck did the Winter Queen craft a new sigil of the forest <laughs> and put it in the same exact goddamn <laughs> spot it was stolen from? It didn't we know, work. We know they could sneak in there, put up a fart shield, and keep us out. No, but I think... So at first I laughed at it, and now I'm like, wait a minute, this is bold. She says, I dare a bitch to come in and steal it again. (laughs) I'll put it right back there, and I will have answers. Like, okay, bitch, damn, confident. That the very first thing they do is go anywhere else. They would never think we'd stoop down to having it (laughs) in the same damn spot. Little did she know, Anduin expected this, and when he was there stealing it the first time, he set his hearthstone to the heart of the forest. All I'm saying is, Winter Queen, I, I love the boldness. All you have to do is put the sigil in that upstairs room where you live. Nobody ever goes up there. And if they do go up there, 99% of the people who come down die from fall damage because they just jump. <laughs> so <laughs> no one's to get out alive with that sigil. Oh, let me tell you, it's faster to just die most of the time because taking that little fairy down takes forever. I'm like, I'll just fucking off myself and then res. But it's funny because if you're in that order hall, all you have to do is jump and soul shape. If you soul shape, it takes you to the bottom and you live, but no one ever does it. Listen, it was on cooldown because I used it to go up to talk to her faster. <laughs> that has got to be dire. To just sit in your thing and watch, like, at least three or four people kill themselves every time you're in there. At least in Sinfall, I see one or two people accidentally do it, but their body doesn't land on the floor. They just fall into the pit. I have also died in Sinfall several times. 1,000%. You should not be able to blink through it. (laughs) You shouldn't be able to shimmer through, like, the loading zone. Yeah, I mean, that's basically it, right? Uh, Oh, it's not it. It's not it. Because if you're a Night Fae... After this whole thing ends, bitch, you can talk to a starry star seeker. Isn't that your isn't that your priest lady? Yeah, it was the priest trainer, and isn't she the one that like held the portal open so everyone could make it out? And then she's like, "I'll fucking die here." Yeah, she's one of the last night ups that you interact with. There, she basically is like, "This is a what a loon's way. I will make sure that they're comforted, and I'll be with them when they die." So there's dialogue with starry, and it says, you, you know stay a while and listen and then when i pressed it i'm like okay what's happening bitch taronda came walking into my covenant hall and she had a conversation with a starry star seeker what did, what were they saying what did they I say a star is just being like oh my god bitch you're here like we're all here like, like we still <laughs> oh believe in god. you we believe in ah! Alun. oh we, fuck we forgot to talk about how Alun gave taronda a choice this was the whole reason why she did not let her kill Sylvanas. Because the Night Warrior's power was too strong that it would have overpowered her decision to create to have her own choice. It's almost like 
the flip side of Anduin and Jailer. She said that she needs to pick between vengeance or renewal. And that she's going to let her make that choice. And whatever she wants to do, she can do. If she wants to cut a bitch, she can cut a bitch. If she wants to... What, what does renewal even mean, though? Like, what does that mean? I took it as in, like, being able to restore the Ardenweald sigil. Yeah. Like, in all honesty, why does Taronda necessarily care about that? So, I don't think it is about that. I think it's a more... I think it's a larger scale renewal. Because... Astari was like, what are you doing here? Like, what, what happened? And and basically, Tarana's just like, I have chosen to renew, like, our people, basically. And so, like, I guess she's putting all of her energy towards fixing the deaths of the Night Elves, I guess? Or seeking she's, towards re- restoration? She's getting ready. She's getting ready for the giant mass res that's going to bring them back. I mean, it has to happen, like... She's already got people in pods for other reasons. She can easily just, like, give them all up. Uh, Shadowlands, Mass Res, right? I mean, she's easily in the top three, maybe top two strongest priests in game, right? So she could probably have, like, a massive, huge res. She probably could. But the dialogue with Astari and, and, and Tyrande, it's all voice acted, too, by the way. It's not just text. Like, they're, they, like, recorded the lines. And I'm like, why was this included for everyone to see? Like, it's cool that, like, I get to see this, but, like... Astari's a pretty big icon to, like, a lot of priests out there. Like, she's, like, the OG. Yeah, I feel kind of left out here. It's just some cool lore that I'm glad they splashed in, and I can see whenever I want over and over again, and you guys can't. I have alts, and they're all Night Fae. <laughs> well, d- d- egg on your face, I can go talk to Kael'thas, and he used to say something cool, but he doesn't anymore now that he's redeemed. He's too cool for school. He used to be cool, but once we pried that sinstone off his back, now he's just like, I care for the Shadowlands. And I'm like, ugh. Get that man some shoes, please. I'm tired of looking at his tootsies. He needs to connect to the earth to use his fire magics. You just wouldn't get it. It's a fire mage thing. Gross. Speaking of gross, I got a game for us to play. Ooh, <laughs> a gross game. I want to be an auctioneer. We're playing Who Wants to Be an Auctioneer? Oh, I was joking. No, I don't want to be. Don't worry, I also... We survived the uh, purge and you're trying to end it like that? No, I was joking too. We're actually playing Whose Sack Is It Anyway? Elaborate? I went I went through some of the gear and weapon drops from Sanctum of Dominations and we got some fun names in here and I want you boys to figure out which one of these is the fake drop from Sackdom. Saudi. Saudi. Okay, number one, we have Racialair, Death's Whisper, Yoltengear, Destiny's Call. Rapanash, the blinding light. Which of these is not real? I gotta go with Destiny's Call. Whatever name it has, just I feel like that's not even Blizzard. I'm gonna go with the last one, the blinding light. The correct answer was Rapanash, the blinding light. Does not exist. What what was the second? What was the second one? Yaltengear, Destiny's Call. Yaltengear. J-O-T-U-N-G-E-I-R-R, which, by the way, is my new 
Beautiful. 239 Polar. That's best in slot for Feral Druid. Ugh. Uh, and it turns you into a huge moss-worn Valkyr, <laughs> and you stomp around like, clink quack, clink quack, clink quack, instead of being a kitty. It's pretty cool. Okay, that's immune one, Aaron zero. Number two, we go in the jail, y'all. Is <laughs> We got three items here from jail. Which one's the fake one? Is it Forlorn Prisoner Strap? Is it the Soulforged Prison Key? Or is it Jathis, the Prison Blade? One of these items is fake. Which is the fake one? I gotta go with the Prisoner's or Prison Keeper's Key. I will go with the Prison Blade. Although, like... None of these sound real to me. Also, the fact that I have gotten very few loot drops in this place is showing. I don't know these sound familiar. The Soulforged Prison Key is fake. So yes, a point for I her. didn't know. One, I think I own that knife. And two, I unfortunately know that like the moss-worn leather daddy strap is real because I saw someone get it last <laughs> night and I was like, ugh. Alright, now we're moving on to kinky bindings. We have the hangman's knot binders. We have cruel overlord shackles. Or is it Virad's parade cuffs? These all sound fake, but I'm gonna go with the first one. What was that again? Hangman's knot binders. That sounds fake to me. Fucking Viraz's parade cuffs is so nothing to me, but so which means it's real, but I'm gotta go with it. The correct answer was these are all drops in the sanctum of uh, domination. Viraz's oh parade cuffs. <laughs> How stupid is that? The Sadi like the melody in our Okay, but here's okay, here's the tiebreaker. We have fashionable item section. Is it, is the correct answer, the sash of duplicitous magics? The sacrificer's sacramental cassock? Or the ceremonial vest of eternal damnation? Which one of these is a fake drop in the sanctum of domination? These are all so dramatic. Uh, can you read the first two again? The Sash of Duplicitous Magics, or the Sacrificer's Sacramental Cassock. I am going to go with the first one. The Sash of Duplicitous Magics? I gotta go with Sack-Sack. Yes. The Sacrificial Sacramental's Cassock? Yes. The correct answer that was the false answer is the ceremonial vest of eternal damnation. Uh. You see, that one sounded so fucking extra to me that I'm like, it's gotta be real. Alright, for the tiebreaker, I need you two, the first person to name an item that actually drops from the Sanctum of Domination wins. Ready, set, go. I don't know uh, if they're Ember shards. You can get the jailer's eye as a trinket, but like I don't know what it's actually Rook. called. You can get the shard of these nuts. <laughs> shard of Vez. Uh, Alfunau, yeah. the this, bow I guess... of 
Sylvanos. You gotta, I mean, I take the shard of Vez. That's one. Also, her bow is called Rashalar, Death's Whisper. I gave you guys two, four, six, nine options to say. <laughs> yeah, but they're all so extra that I immediately do not remember their full names. Even the fucking parade party cuffs, party city cuffs or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. I have a lot of these <laughs> items. I have a fair amount of the, the Saudis set. Do you think I know what a single one of them is called? I just know it as 226 shoe. I have 226 shoe, and it was better than 213 shoe. Y'all, we are about to get so hyped when we see somebody get Virez's parade cuffs. <laughs> it's about to be a good gamer <laughs> moment out there. Speaking of good gamer moments inside eBaby, we got Sylvanas down in our group this week, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, also, I, wait, does, does Aaron have to take a shot? <laughs> Oh yes, hold on. Let me uh, let me grab something real quick. Okay, I'll be finishing the rest of my beer. It's it's okay. So I guess you'll hear me drink in the background as they talk. But yes, so the guild killed Sylvanas on oh, Wednesday. Um, that fight is really fucking cool, but man, it's so draining. Because I had a lot of beer to finish. How much beer did you have to finish? I got a new one. Just chugged a whole beer. Wait, what kind of beer was it? <laughs> uh, Miller Lite. So it's not like it's gonna take it out of me, but it's it's an experience. <laughs> we shotgun and beers on the spot. Oh. But yeah, as Slide said, like every wipe on Sylvanas is just physically draining because it's what like at best of thirteen and a half minute fight, <laughs> and like you have to physically walk. And platform, and I guess not platform because you don't jump, but like, <laughs> it's the pits. I have to go, we have to go on a journey. And like, so when we started the fight, I said, I said, it, I mean, how many, what do you think the minimum pull is for this? Because we downed it with Dogs With Jobs like over the weekend. Um, and that was a process, just like learning which phase does what. And I'm sitting here thinking like, I gotta do this shit again, like, three days later. Like, I'm mentally exhausted from how long this fight is. I had a pretty spot-on estimate, though. I said, I think, at best, we can do this in five pulls. And we did it in six, right? And on the fifth pull, we literally had Sylvanas down to 50.1%. We were basically Echo. Or was it Limit? Whatever one got bummed out, they couldn't beat it. <laughs> I believe it was Limit. That was us. We were like, oh, shucks. That one was my fault, honestly, because I was up when she had 52, 52% health, and I did no DPS thing. I'm like, we have two B-Reses, Lin is solo tanking, I will get up two people. I got up Honors, I was getting up Myth, and as I was resing Myth, I got hit by one of those purple circles and got blasted to death. Wait, were you dead during that too? No, I was alive then at that point. Okay, I was like, why didn't I just res you to heal, but you were alive? Okay. I was out of cooldowns though. So like th those circles do a lot of damage, which is like why on our like final two pulls we realized the strat was to take them and put them onto other platforms. Um if you could. But then when you get to the last platform, it's hard because like you just need to have all of the them go over to one side and then like all the safe people to go over to the other side and pop all their cooldowns to like maybe drop an AMZ. Um, <laughs> I'm still laughing yourself. about <laughs> yeah, Aaron. So tell tell the listeners about your 
like deed that you did to make sure that we down Sylvanas on that last pool. So we, you get to the last. Well, the whole mechanic is she'll put like a big burst on you, and you hurt everyone on the platform if you're on it. So you go and you leave to the next platform and then come back. But the final one, she'll do it, and you can't leave. So like Immune was saying, everyone who's going to hurt themselves goes to one corner, and the other people AMZ. We do that. Everyone's looking real ragged. We're defeating her. She's at 50.75%, and it gets on me, and one person's explosion goes off. We're all looking low, and I'm like, I know if my explosion goes off, we will die. So I just yeeted myself into the void and killed myself so everyone could stay alive. A noble deed from a noble man. It was it was honestly my Chad Kroger spider-man one soundtrack hero moment and all it was was me throwing a fire blast and i think i left some uh some mirror images which i'm sure disappeared when i died but i'm like and they say that a hero i'm just (laughs) falling into the purple yeah i and i saw you because you you were like in our in our group still and like everyone's like oh growl get growl get out go to the other side and then then i saw like your character like turn and saw that like like, you know, all the other corners that were, like, farther away from ours were, like, already taken. And then I see you just, like, face Sylvanas again, launch a few more fireballs, and then just... You you backpedaled off, right? <laughs> yeah, I backpedaled off. I just was just like, okay, goodbye. And then Myth was like, Growl, no, you don't have to. And you're like, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> well, and also, he was... <laughs> admittedly, it was... <laughs> it was a questionable move on my part because as i was dying we beat the boss i was like well maybe i didn't have to kill myself but it makes for a good story (laughs) also there was a bug that happened to us with dogless jobs when we downed over the first time and then also on our kill this week where if you release after killing her it bugs you out and puts you back up on her initial platform and it makes it so you can't move you can't like do anything because every like three seconds it like yoinks you back to like the place where you spawn to and people were not able to hearth out like we had to leave to summon them she's like now you know what it's like to be trapped by the jailer it's like come on just let us go now everyone's like we just want our stuff and her unconscious body is just holding everyone's things like no i i have to get my beauty sleep (laughs) <laughs> I won't release your knives and trinkets to you. We had to go to Stormwind to summon people. Because I was like, where else do we go? There's not a summoning zone in Orbos, right? I guess we could have gone to Torghast. That's kind of silly, though. Yeah, I feel like going to Torghast or going to the Stormwind stockades are basically the same type deal. <laughs> but yeah, we summon people in 2021 to the Stormwind stockades. <laughs> <laughs> the most important part of this boss fight is something I don't know if anyone's talked about. Have you guys... Did you get the chance to see what's happening in the middle platform during this? Yeah, it's all of uh, our heroes fighting with Anduin. Well, Anduin's like 1v3-ing them. Fighting is a very loose thing. They program them to run around and throw out an auto-attack every so often, but it's very clumsy. I watched Anduin like RP walk to Jaina, slash her with his sword once, turn around, put the sword away, and start just walking towards Thrall. 
<laughs> I was just like, I mean, I'm I'm glad you guys programmed some fighting down there, but damn, you couldn't uh couldn't have put gave him some more moves. Yeah, I I noticed this um when we were doing our run across the bridge phase, phase two. Uh, Bolvar and one of like the Mossworn guards were together on one of Thrall's Thrall's Earth bit. Oh my god, on Thrall's Earth bridge. That's hard to say. And the <laughs> the Mossworn guy would just give Bolvar an uppercut, and then he would t- do a one eighty and take five steps forward. Bolvar would just stand there, almost t posing, with his arm, his fist like pointing down. And he, he waited and waited and waited. And once that Mossworn guard got far enough, he fucking warrior charged to him. I'm like, first of all, <laughs> why does he have a warrior charge? Second of all, this man literally is like, I'm going to fucking wait till he's far enough to cast his charge and fucking He was get him. just slamming his, for me, it's equals, slamming his equals button like, oh, you're going to get it. You're going to get it once this ability is white. To be fair, as a warrior, like on like on my ulta, like uh, occasionally, I haven't leveled a warrior much, but like I have also done that when they're like in middle range. I'm like, well, I can just wait until they get away, get until they get far enough away that I can just charge to them. <laughs> was Bolvar a warrior? I thought he was a paladin. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't. The only time I ever saw him in active duty is when he slipped on the big banana peel that changed his life. Yeah, he was like, a, he was a he paladin. He was supposed to be a paladin. Was he, he was like back in the day when there were so few of them, he was like number 8 out of 10. Why is <laughs> I googled is Bolvar a paladin? People also ask, what race is Bolvar? He's a human. Maybe well, you don't know. He, I don't he's know. So, he's so crispy. He could be anything. Oh, are these people asking if he's black because he's, like, charred? <laughs> I don't know how to feel about Bolvar. Is he, you know? I don't think so. I hope not. I hope it's not what's happening. Well, he's bald and he looks weird. Maybe they think he's just a tall gnome. <laughs> but we did it. We downed her. We... Do we know, are we starting Heroic next week? Or are we trying to do another normal? I fucking hope it's fucking Heroic. We we honestly did not need to do normal. People people were saying, we need to get our shards. We need to get our shards. Bitch, you don't even have the sockets. Like, it's it's just chill. The first bosses on Heroic are so easy. With Dawson Jobs, we knocked over the first three like they were nothing. Like, and and that was one night. Like, we probably could have gotten a lot farther. Like, they're walking loot pinatas. I keep hearing that if people are saying, you could have ran Mythic Terragru last week and downed him. He's just, he's almost just as easy as Heroic Terragru, who's almost just as easy as a normal Terragru. <laughs> yeah, I also agree with you that we probably should have just saved our lockout and started this week on KT and then gone to Sylvanas, especially if the main reasoning was that people needed their shards. Sylvanas drops a guaranteed shard if you don't have all of them. So, like, I, I don't know. I didn't understand the reasoning. But and like <laughs> Slide said, so many people don't have things. Mini at the end is like, great, I've got six shards and no slots. It's like, th- then why did we do this? I mean, I guess you could have gotten them, but I don't know. I'm, just, I'm giving all my gear away. And, but now it's going to be like, we're going into Heroic, and it's like, <gasps> I, what do I do? Do I bring my Death Knight to like our guild's Heroic group so I can bring my Feral to Dolphs? Like, I got to figure out like, what's happening with that. Do I use my Feral twice for double Heroic? Like, what happens? 
I need to decide this too with uh with the old garage. Yeah, because we're still we're still fucking raiding four nights a week like crazy people. And in fact, we're probably gonna try to find a heroic pug today because we're gonna miss Saturdays, right? Because we're going to hang out. Oh, we don't have Gabe doesn't have a fun podcast name. Billy with Billy, our friend from World of Warcraft slash Real Life. He had a WoW account once. I saw him on it at least three times before he became a PhD having worm wrangling man. Yeehaw! Now it's time to go into our top two bottom boot medium boot immune. Start us off with your best, worst, or most medium thing of the week that happened to you in World of Warcraft. I want to do a typical slide whistle and do a combination. My top two, very quickly, is just that we've killed Sylvanas with our group one, the slow group, and we were only a week we were only a week behind the other group, so that's like kind of a personal like best for us, I feel like. And then quickly, I have a bottom boot as well. It's the fucking shard and domination gear system. I just really don't like it. I'll be honest. Like I feel like it's like three layers of RNG that aren't needed. First off, you have to have the shards drop. Second off, you have to have the gear drop. Third off, you have to have like the right selection of both of them to min-max like what is best for you personally. And fourth off, like none of them feel good or worth it to begin with. Like, I just don't understand it. I feel like it's bad. I feel like we asked for tier sets, and this is what they gave us. They're like, hey, look, it's tier sets. I'm like, no one ever asked for this. This is, like, what we didn't want. I I don't know. I just feel like it feels really bad. They pulled the worst parts of tier sets out and said, this is our new set. This is it. This is what we got. And it'll be be so weird when 9.2 shows up, and they're just like, okay, we're not doing this anymore. So, like, everyone just kind of, like, smashes their crystals on the ground. Like, well, that was a weird experiment. Yeah, I kind of want to smash them on the ground now. But, slide weasel, what is your TT? BBMM. I got a good old double bottom. Boo. Oh, no. Boot, boot. And this is a guild-related bottom boot to past guilds. There has been so much activity in our past guilds and past guild destroyers, Aaron. I don't know if you know this or not. Do tell. Oh my god, I forgot about this. First of all, our old guild, Phoenix Fusion, where old man credibility on Proudmore, who, by the way, I don't know if somebody harassed this man or if it was my constant emails I sent to him being like, yo, what happened? He changed his name, I'm pretty sure, from credibility. He changed it to something else. Oh, I thought you were gonna say his little his his like legal name. Phil Harrison is now Mark Markelson. Character doesn't exist anymore. But even better, he changed the old guild name of Phoenix Fusion. He changed it not once, but twice. Oh my god. What were they? What were they again? Okay, so July 18th, 2021. I don't know why. I gotta bug up my ass. And I said, I am going to check and see how the old guild with the old man and his kids are doing. But he stole from us. And when I checked, it said July 18th. The day that I was checking, he changed the name of the guild. It's almost like when Yoda felt a disturbance in the force during the Clone Wars. 
That's what I felt. <laughs> so what was this name change to, Mr. Yoda? Did, he did a tiny green flip over to the name change button. So apparently, he changed the name from Phoenix Fusion in, I think it was like December of 2019 or whatever, or maybe January 2020. He changed it to <laughs> Loner's Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> crit zone the special like, place for me and the kids <laughs> dude we all left because you were stonewalling us at that guild we couldn't do anything because you had all the money and all the privileges and so then july 18th 2021 i don't know what happened or he was like you know what Loner's paradise is kind of a stupid name for me and my 12 kids and grandkids like the guild is just him plus 13 alts which is just him and now, as of July 18th, 2021, on Proudmore US, the guild is now called The Independence. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is that, that's like finally I'm rid of my toxic ex-husband Richard and I'm just going to cruise around with the top down, The Independence. I'm no longer do I have those scores of players who used to talk to me. It's just me and the kids now. But he would harass all of us. That was the thing. Exactly. Like, I, no, he's not going to see himself as the bad guys. He's like, I cut all these toxic people out of my life. It's just me now. Like, who's he trying to impress? It's literally just you and your family. And literally the guild bank, was it even a mill? I think it was maybe bare mill. Two mil? It was two mil. Yeah, yeah it was two million. He bragged that he had so much whatever. Anyway, it's ridiculous. I hate that old man. He stole everything. He stole our guild from us, but we still have the community. And then, after my Torghast run that I failed and had to leave because my power sucked, and I hate the upper reaches, and I hate Mortregar, the two worst combinations, I walked out of Torghast, dejected, head down, and I saw this big, ugly human in front of me. And I looked above their head, and I saw their guild tag, and I shrieked. Pants are overrated is back, Aaron. No. They're back. Kim. Kimothy. Kimothy herself is back. For those who are uninitiated to our original play, our original guild Animal House towel snap fell apart when Kim took the Raiders to Pants are Overrated in our fledgling she, years. <laughs> she, she took everyone away and forced innocent young Chris to swallow his sleeping pills and sleep the forever slumber. He's not dead. He just <laughs> he, he went away for like a year. Yeah. We, yeah. We, like, we were told several times and given confirmation that he is okay, but that this is just something he does. Sometimes he just goes away and takes a bunch of sleeping pills and then comes back in several months. And we're like, is dude okay? <laughs> The answer is definitely no, 100% not okay. That is, that's not an okay person. He, he's since quit WoW. He's fine on Facebook. He's chilling. But it's like, I cannot. It's probably not even them because the guild disbanded, remember? It's probably somebody else with the new guild tech pants are overrated. But like, it's just like, where's Animal House? <laughs> Where are they? Where are you? Tell snap. Tell snap. And I'm still snapping. I cannot see Chris tonight because he is he's sleeping for a year and a half. I'm going to pass the towel to air and fear top toot, bottom boot, medium moot. Towel snap. Well, this week I have a medium moot 
and it's the most first world thing ever. But I got a confirmation from Blizzard.com's website today that they process my payment and everything, and I will be receiving my pre-order of the Sylvanas Windrunner Nendroid. So the Nendroids or whatever are essentially like fancy figures that you can pose and stuff like that. And the only one that Blizzard has ever put out for Warcraft is this Sylvanas one. I'm not excited (laughs) to have Sylvanas in my home, to have her invade the halls of my cringe anime cabinet. But I was, and Cubbybub said the same thing. We were like, we gotta support this one, because maybe if people buy it, they'll make another one of someone who's not awful. So... Okay, I am not, like, in the know about all these, but those are the mm-hmm. better Funko Pops, right? Yes, they are, I mean, they're, like, Funko Pop-sized, but they are posable, and they come with a bunch of stuff. We own a fair amount of them just with just, like, anime characters and stuff, but the Ninjaroid company, Good Smile, has worked with Blizzard on, like, a bunch of Overwatch ones, so I'm like, they're willing to drink the Kool-Aid, we just need to prove that WoW is, like, a a series that they should invest in. So I took the plunge and I bought the Sylvanas one because I was like, please see see the virtue in my actions. Make, I don't know, like an Anduin one or a Gen one or something. Or I feel like they would normally do like Jaina and yeah, Sylvanas like together, Jaina, right? Jaina or like Illidan or something. Like literally anyone other than Sylvanas. Your gambit better pay off, let me tell you, because that's going to be in your home. Yeah, otherwise, this this fucking thing's going to be in my house 24-7. I'm going to be reminded of, like, you spent money on me, Aaron. Even, like, the telltale heart. I'll be sleeping, tossing and turning at night, and I'll hear quietly from the other room, like, $60, Aaron. You have funded the Horde's actions. My golden Sylvanas Funko Pop from BlizzCon sits in the bottom of my closet because I will not display her to the public. Well, it's funny because our cat Illyria always is trying to break into the closet. Maybe she's just trying to redeem her sister. <laughs> she says, Sylvanas, I have been transformed into a furry creature, but I will break you out of your prison. Yeah, what the fuck's Illyria been doing? Like, period. Like, what is she doing? Supporting her mans, who's a dreadlord. She's like, dang, I don't care if he's a dreadlord. The D is decent. Nice. Well, with that, we are out of here. If you have any comments, questions, complaints, send us an email at do not at gmail.com. Leave us a review on Warcraft Radio and or Apple Pods or wherever you feel like it. Follow us on Spotify. You know the whole deal by now. What about you guys? Where can I find you on the internet? You can find me, Alex or Immunization, on Twitter at New Era Alex. You can follow the podcast Instagram account on the gram at do not relent. I supposedly will stream occasionally when I feel like it on Twitch at Immunization DNR. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at TheBigAcheesy on Twitter.com. You can read our literary musings at DoNotRelent.LiveJournal.com. And you can catch me streaming at Twitch.tv slash AaronDNR. Last week I gave a week, ooh, maybe I'll do it. This weekend I am streaming. It'll probably be Dragon Quest though because I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, Miss Federate, don't be a dick, believe women, don't 
be a dick on Twitter. It's so easy to not harass people for just, just stop. That, we're out of here. And remember, another down. Do not relent. Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish.